Welcome to Out of Bounds. We're here for our weekly NFL uh, recap. Week 11 has just finished up. Um, we're actually recording a little bit earlier than usual today. Um, but yeah, let, let's get right into it. Um, so Thursday night football game, uh, Titans-Packers. The Titans come away with this one, 27-17. Um, I mean, they actually did a pretty good job of limiting Derrick Henry on the ground. But... I don't know. He still had like a pretty big imprint on his game. Like he he had like one of his classic like passing touchdowns, which I think he has like three now in his career, if I'm not wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Titans were actually able to throw the ball in this one. Uh, Traylon Burks had seven catches, 111 yards. Robert Woods has six catches, 69 yards. Um, Austin Hooper has been great for them. He had two uh, receiving touchdowns in this game. Um, yeah, I mean the Packers. I mean, it looks like they've found something with Christian uh, Watson, who's now had, like, I think he's had, like, five or six touchdowns in, like, the past two games, which is kind of crazy. But it's still not good enough. And I don't know. The Titans are just a team that always find a way to win games. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Like, a- any game that you think, like, oh, yeah, like, this is finally it when the Titans will lose, that's, like, especially the ones that they'll go ahead and win. Um, but, yeah, what were your thoughts on this game? Now, this is definitely the game where I think the Packers needed to win and they didn't come up on top. Because I think if they won this, you could be like, all right, they're still in the race, five and six, you know, not that far away. Right? And then they ended yeah. up losing this. So this kind of like, this kind of cemented probably like the Packers are pretty much out of the race with the NFC playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. There, there was just a lot of bad throws from Rodgers, bro. He was just like rushing a lot of throws. Like, like I, I feel like he still, he still doesn't have any chemistry with his receivers at all. It's been like 12 yeah. weeks or whatever, and it's like still no chemistry. So, I don't know. It wasn't one of those games where he, like, gave up. He was like, oh, like, I'm done playing. It wasn't those games. He was still trying. But he just didn't look good. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, 15 incompletions is, like, a lot for him. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just the incompletions. It's, like, the way the incompletions. Because, like, they were his fault. It wasn't anyone else's fault. Usually, like, usually sometimes you could blame the receiver or, like, they ran the route wrong. I would say at least 10 of those 15 was just his fault. Like, he was just throwing it, like, off target. So, I mean, again, yeah. again like I said, it's a good win for the Titans, bro. They're, like, I guess tied with like five other teams for like second in the conference you know but like they're, exactly. they're third for now but yeah i mean rabel just they could end to, up as the one seed again but again yeah i mean I, I just don't see like how they'll really win in the playoffs i guess because I don't, I don't trust no ryan Tannehill in the playoffs i guess is what i would say yeah no, no I, I mean it's just a great regular season team this is just like like the like the jazz i guess like the old jazz i would say you know, they just get they just know how to get wins in the regular season, yeah. but they just don't have people to produce in the playoffs. You know, because it's very easy to just close up on Derrick Henry. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, uh, Rabel is just insane, bro. They started off zero and two, and they've been seven and one since then. And that one loss was like that overtime loss to the Chiefs with Malik Willis. So like, pretty much they've been undefeated. You could say. Yeah, that, yeah. One two start, so they've That's been great, crazy, bro. Actually. And even yeah, that I mean, first game, like I think they, that was like the overtime loss to the Giants or something, right? Like. If they won that game, they could be like, and yeah, Ryan Tannehill doesn't get hurt. They could be like eight and one. It, I think it was, it was no, um, like it was, it, it wasn't overtime. It was the end of the regulation, but it was just oh, like okay, that. Yeah, it was just Brian Dable going for two, which like changed things up because usually coaches don't do that. And then, and then like the Bills lost. They like lost to the Bills back when they were at like peak powers, like forty-one yeah. seven on Monday night. So I mean, but yeah, besides that, like they've been great. You know, this division's already over. Like we said, this division's been over since the Colts lost both games. But Titans-Bengals is going to be a good one. We'll get a rematch. 
from like the divisional playoff game last year. So yeah. that'll be fun. Randy Bullock game. Yeah, that'll be good. I mean, I don't know. To be fair though, like they've lost to like all the good teams and they've kind of just beat up on the bad teams. Like yeah. if you just look at their schedule. But I mean like that's what you ha- like just handling the business in that fashion like speaks to something. But like okay, like they lost to like the Chiefs, the Bills and like the Giants were probably like the best teams they played on their schedule. And everyone else they uh they beat. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes with them, but yeah, I mean, I I don't anticipate them doing anything in the playoffs. I mean, uh, uh, one thing I will say, they play the Eagles in two weeks, and the Eagles they seem to struggle against like running teams, like the Commanders they just lost to, and then the Colts who are like really good at running when their O line has a brain, you know. So like the Titans with how good they can run, I think that's a game they can like definitely like win against Philly. So that's gonna be a very interesting game. Yeah, yeah, that will be for sure. Uh. Yeah, let's go on to Bears and Falcons. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the Bears have been in, like, a bunch of close games recently, mainly because Justin Fields has been really good. Um, he's definitely, like, figuring out his offense. I think I started talking about it last time. Um, I mean, he's not lighting up the, like, stat sheet in, like, the passing department, but he's, like, doing pretty good. And then his running has also been, like, kind of crazy. Like, he's figuring out how to just score on the ground. Like, he looks like kind of like a baby, like like a lesser version of Jalen Hurts, I guess. Not, like, fully realized, but, like, he's, like, on that same, like, path. I think, like, being like Jalen Hurts, where, like, it's, like, okay, like, he's not going to, like, you know, have, like, insane passing yards, but he'll be able to run the ball, like, effectively, and he'll be able to score and put up points. I guess the the sad thing about them, though, is they haven't gotten a single win in any of these, uh, like, ever since he's figured out his offense. Um, they've been in close games, but they pretty much lost all of them. Um, and yeah, the Falcons, yeah, they they came away with the win in this one, um, five and six. I mean, even though it looks like the Bucks are figuring it out, like they're the Falcons are still pretty close in the division. I wouldn't completely write them off. Um, I think Cordell Patterson was pretty big in this game. Uh, he had a hundred and three yard kickoff return. I think after he fumbled on like the previous drive or something. Yeah. So they have yeah. him back. Like their offense is like not that bad. Um, I mean, yeah, they still have, like, Mariota at quarterback who's, like, okay. I think he kind of cooled off from, like, the beginning of the year. But, like, again, like, you can – he does enough to win games. Uh, Yeah, what were your I mean, thoughts on this one? I mean, yeah, I think the Falcons are definitely in this because, like, they're only, like, a half game behind the Bucks because they didn't play this week. So, I mean, there's still a yeah. shot, but, like, obviously you're going to pick the Bucks because, like, we're just expecting them to figure it out. And they just have a better overall team in general. But, I mean, it's a good win. Yeah, and, like, bro, like, the Bears, like, it was also, like, bad news because I think Justin Fields got carted off the field with, like, a shoulder injury. I mean, I, th- I think he'll be fine. But, like, at this point, like, it's not even worth risking it because, like, now you've seen that he has the potential to play, like, how he's like he's been good as of recently. I just wish this team kind of, like, whatever they did in the last three, four weeks, like, just figure that out in the offseason and, like, realize, like, okay, this is how you use Justin Fields. It took them eight weeks to figure out how to use Justin Fields, and now this is what happens, right? So, I mean, I don't know if I agree with the Jalen Hurts comparison. I like, I think he's like, probably on the same level, or on the same trajectory trajectory of like Call of Duty boy. You know, I, I think he's more on that level because like, I feel like, I, I feel like Jalen Hurts is like. Runs so you're saying more... Kyler Murray better than Jalen Hurts? I mean, not by much. I'm just basing it off of like, like, like his uh, resume. Like, you know, he's just like one more. He's been in the league longer, right? But like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm saying in the sense of like Jalen Hurts. I mean, uh, um, Jalen Hurts is more of a runner within the offense, where like it's like set plays run, like ran for him. Justin Fields is more like 
it's more like designed to get out of like pressure and like throw the ball. So I haven't seen him like I haven't seen them build an offense around where it's around yeah. him running. I feel like that's so because they, they never hired like a good offensive coach though, man. Ever since yeah, he's been yeah. there. Yeah, that's the issue. They just like the Bears is this is such a poor organization. So if they can figure that out and like treat him like Jalen Hurts, then he could be so much better. Because right now they're treating him like Call of Duty boy. So his running is just used to get out of pressure, you know. So like if they can figure that out, hopefully next year. Uh, I mean, they have good pieces around, but like, yeah, like you said, like they just haven't been able to win games. Like I think the Patriots game was the only one they won, and they lost everything ever since. You know, they lost four straight, right? They've lost uh, seven out of the last eight, so. You know, so I mean, next year, I mean, uh, they're pretty much out of it this year. So at least next year, you have something to build off of. But yeah, I mean, I think that's exciting for that. At least, like, probably like their fans are like, oh, at least like it looks like our quarterback can do something. Like, once you have that part figured out, then it's like, all right, like, how do we maximize this talent into winning? Before, I feel like that question was unanswered. So I think that's like a definitely a good progression for them. Um, probably getting him like more weapons on offense too. Like I, I think they're all like I, I like they're all like okay. I don't think anyone is like particularly good though. Uh, I mean, they made they didn't make the trade for Chase Claypool. Like he hasn't done much since he's joined this team. So I don't know. I really like uh, Cole Komet. Like I think he's like a very underrated tight end in this league. Yeah, he's pretty nice. I think he had like a yeah. sick one handed catch. I think if I'm not wrong yeah. in this one. Yeah. So I mean, besides that, I don't really have much. But if they if they if they do what they've been doing with Justin Fields the last four or five weeks, then they'll be like solid next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, anything on the Falcons side? Or what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, I think you, I guess you already talked about it, right? Yeah, yeah. They have a shot at the division, so we'll see if that happens. It's pretty much that. So we'll see if they can pull through. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Browns and Bills. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this was a weird game. Like, they were supposed to play in Buffalo. <laughs> But there was like over six feet of snow. Um, I think Devin Singletary and like Nick Chubb would both be under the snow because they're both under six feet tall. Probably like a <laughs> lot of players on both teams would actually be under six feet tall. Um, I mean, the Bills come away with this one and like what was a kind of a weird game. I mean, Josh Allen literally didn't do like he didn't have like a game that like you know like uh that jumped off the stat sheet. He only had 197 yards and one touchdown, completed 18 of his passes. Um, the Bills were actually weirdly able to run the ball in this one. Um, Devin Singletary had 18 for 86 and one touchdown. James Cook had 11 carries for 86 yards. Um, to me, like, if they're able to run the ball, like, 30 times and get, like, what is it, 170 or whatever rushing yards, to me, that's crazy. I would have never expected the the Bills to win the game that way. But I guess, I don't know, it's not a bad way to, like, win. the. It's actually pretty interesting that they could do that. Like, I don't know if they can do that in the playoffs. I don't think they will. But, like, against this, like, Browns defense, which is pretty, like, annoying, um, especially with, like, their pass rushers and their front seven, like, with Miles Garrett, I think, like, this is, like, a pretty, and, uh, like, they still have Jadavion Clowney. Like, just using, like, this running, using the run, using the run game to beat them is a pretty good idea. Um I mean, Jacoby Brissett was actually fantastic in this one. He was 28 for 41, 324, three touchdowns. Um, I mean, he kept them in the game. Like, it looked like they almost had a chance to win. Uh, I think they had, like, was this the one where the onside kick, like, went, like, above the guy's head? Yeah, I, I, I think they attempted two because I think well, the first one they yeah. got and the second one, it went over Gabe Davis' head, but then it One of them out. was, like, a really good onside kick. I think that, like, yeah. I forget who it was on their team. The one guy had a g- chance, but he just, like, couldn't grab it out of the air and he just got, like, 
surrounded by Bills players and they ended up recovering. Or I think it got yeah. hit out of bounds, I think, actually. It went out of bounds, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the Browns are, like, the eighth worst run defense in the league. So, I mean, let's, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be that shocked that the Bills, the team that's not known for running, was able to run the ball. I still think that like, elbow injury is bothering Josh Allen. He still didn't look scary. Like, I don't know. What I saw from the Bills this game wasn't that impressive. It was six field goals. It was the Tyler Bass game. Six field goals and then, like, uh, it was, and two touchdowns, right? So it wasn't even that impressive for me. It was more so, like, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to read too much into it because they're not playing in Buffalo. They had to travel late into the week into Detroit, right? So they had to deal with all that. They had to worry about their families being okay, whatever, all that stuff. So that's probably why they got off to, like, a, like a slow start. I think they were down, like, 10-3 to start the game. You know, so, I mean, eventually they started to figure it out. I think there was, like, a little spat between uh, Sean McDermott and Stefan. More so, like, not angry spat, but he was just frustrated and getting the ball thrown to. And then once, like, Josh Allen was, oh, yeah, I have Stefan on my team. And they kind of figured it out. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know they, how you forget that, but. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they'd be doing that, but I don't know why. They'd just be figuring Stefan's on their team. And, and and finally, like, he got the ball, and then everything, like, kind of smoothed it out. But, yeah, I mean, this is more of a game, like, I'm not going to really like, read too much into it. It was a very unimpressive game for the Bills, but, like I said, they like had, like, a lot of, like, issues coming into it. Uh, the, On the Brown side, yeah, I mean, their defense is taking, like, a big step back. Like, we were expecting it to be a pretty good defense, and they can't stop the run, can't stop the pass, you know. And then, like, again, like, poor Jacoby Brissett is doing whatever he can. They, they, were, into, they were in this game until that Brissett fumble and that kind of, like, went off the rails, and then the Bills kind of took over from there, plus, like, them having Stephon. Amari Cooper had a great game. You know, he looked good as he looked good again. But, I mean, this team just kind of looks to a point they're just kind of waiting for Deshaun to come back. And, like, I'm not sure how much of a dis- difference it really makes because I think they have a lot more issues than just quarterback. Like, I, I think the quarterback probably wins you two more games, but he's not winning you six more games. Like, I'm saying, like, out of the ten games they played so far, he probably wins you two more games, you know? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, they definitely have more issues. Um, I mean, I think for them, like, they just want to see, like, what Deshaun Watson looks like, probably. And, like, just get him, like, used to playing NFL games again. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I guess, like, for them, like, the whole season with that suspension was pretty much, like, I mean, they don't, like, they won't, like, say it or anything. But, like, in their eyes, like, it's probably, like, kind of, like, lost if uh, you, like, just lose your quarterback for that long amount of times. I think the rest of the season for them, once he comes back, we'll just be like, okay, like, what does he look like? Uh, hopefully, like, he looks... If he looks good, then, like, they're confident going into the offseason. But if he looks rusty, then, I don't know, like, they might get off to, like, even a slow start next year or something. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of weird, man. Like, now that we're, like, at this point where, like, like more than half the season is over, you can pretty much have, like, a good idea about, like, who's going where. And for, like, some of the teams, like... Like, the Browns. And, and, like, there's, like, a lot more other teams. But it's just, like, like we're just, like, starting to talk about, like, next year and, like, what they need to focus on. It's kind of crazy. I'm in the camp of don't play Deshaun. Because this is a man who's torn his ACL twice. So, I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen. But you're talking about a guy who hasn't played football in two years. You bring him back. He looks rusty. He's still not in game shape. And you're going to ask him. I know they're not going to be trying to make the playoffs. But they still want to see what he has, like, out of him. So they don't know what you're gonna play him for the last six games, and then like God forbid he gets injured and it's another ACL tear, like and then you're out. He's out for all of next year too, or most of next year. So I'm in the camp like it's not worth bringing him back. I was I've been saying this from since the beginning. Like if you're in the playoff race, all right, bring him back. But they're clearly out of it. They have no chance. They're not making the playoffs. So I don't think it's even worth bringing him back and risking it. I understand the side of like let, let him get in game reps, but there's also like 
the injury side of things. How do you feel? My bad. I was talking to mute. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they should actually play him, um, just to see because like I think if he doesn't play like this year, he pretty much won't have played football in like two seasons. But like I think in terms of time, it'll be closer to like like what like two or three like calendar years. I think. Um, and like to me, that's just kind of weird. Like, I I wouldn't want like anyone to take that big of a break from football. I guess is what I mean. You're running um, the risk of injury, though. Like, it's not worth losing it for another year next year. You know, like anything could happen. Like, I just don't like. It's not. It's it's like when people get injured in preseason. Uh, it's like it's like, bro, why are you like why are you taking the risk of stuff like that? Or like, or I like, guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's always a risk, though. But yeah. I don't know if it's like that big of a risk. I mean, like I guess the main like if he has like some like minor like small injury, then like I think it's fine because like then you just sit him for like the rest of the season like let him recover or whatever. Like I think like your main concern is that he gets like some sort of major injury, and like yeah, that would yeah. just be like really unfortunate. But yeah, yeah. I mean maybe I I don't know how to do it, but like maybe like work him in on like some sort of pitch count or something. Like let him play like a quarter or like a half or something first like while he gets like his feet under him like i wouldn't just put him like starting and just like play like the whole game or something like how pissed would you be if like the thunder were like having a bad season and, and shea hasn't played all year and then and they put shea in for the last month and he gets a season ending injury that goes the next year right okay like, yeah i guess yeah you're right <laughs> it's, it's the same yeah, thing that as, be, like, yeah. this is the guy you're banking I see on your to... point i see your point and I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's probably unlikely, but it, anything could happen. This is also, like, you make the point of like, he hasn't played in a while. And I'm using that same point, not for Russ, but in, like, in Russ in the other sense, where, like, you're more prone to injury when you haven't been in game shape for a while, right? Like, you, has, you haven't just been in a game in general. So, like, you have, you have more chance to risk or injury. So that's what I'm worried about in that sense. Yeah, yeah, no. What you're saying does make sense. I kind of see it either way, like whatever they decide to do. But I mean, from everything we're hearing, I think we'll like they're gonna play him. So I guess we'll see like how he does. But I, I definitely understand both uh, perspectives. I think you and have yeah, a good point. And, and, and this is a team like I, I wouldn't say that like when I say two wins better, they're like almost in every game. They're like they lose every game by like at least only one possession or something. But then the problem is like. It's never usually the quarterback's fault, I would say. Maybe two games is where the quarterback lost you the game, right? So that's more of the uh, issue. So I, I think that's where Deshaun makes a difference. But, like, I just think they need to shore up their defense for next year and, like, I don't know, get a couple more weapons for him, like, on, uh, in the receiving end, and then I think they could be a threat. But we got to see how we gotta see how Deshaun is. Yeah, for sure. That'll be interesting. Um. Yeah, and I, I don't know, like, the Bills, like, I guess, like, one point I, I just, like, noticed about them, like, just closing point, like, I don't know, they traded for, <laughs> I feel bad for Naheem Hines, because, like, the reason he left the Colts, like, he, so I think it came out that he, like, requested a trade from the Colts, because, like, they wanted to, like, the Colts, like, said they'll increase his usage this year, but I think, like, it barely, I think it increased by, like, maybe, like, one or two percentage points, like, not that much, like, he's just, like, not getting that many touches, then I don't know. He goes to Buffalo, and like they're using him even less than like the Colts used him. So like I, I don't know. I, I feel bad, man. I, I feel like he definitely like should be on the field for some team somewhere. I mean, but like I just don't know if like Buffalo will be able to incorporate him into the offense like this year. I feel like it might be more of like a next year thing when they get like an off season to work with him. 
He was in the kick return game, and he had like a pretty good. Yeah, he had like a nice punt return, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. punt return game. Yeah. So like, I mean, but I mean, he's still playing behind Devin Singletary, who like when used right could be very good, and like James Cook, who's like the guy they're trying to develop, right? So like, and and they both look better than Naeem, like based on like the last couple of games or so. So I mean, I they don't really have any use for him. Like, I don't know. I mean, if he gets a ring, he he'll be happy. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, I mean, let's move on to the Eagles and Colts. Uh, so the Eagles actually win this, uh, win a close game against the Colts 17, 16. I think the Colts had a 10 point lead, uh, going into the fourth quarter. Um, but I mean, to be honest, like if you like watch the game, like it didn't really seem like the Colts were like, it didn't seem like they were like far and ahead, even though they played like well, most of the game, like most of the game was just like a two score difference. Um, I think, like, ultimately, like, I, I don't know. It feels, like, kind of weird for Colts fans, I guess, because in this one, like, they were ahead. Mo- it kind of felt like exactly, like, the Commanders. Like, the game was very similar to the Commanders game or the Chiefs game, right? Uh, like, it felt very, very similar to that. But the difference was, like, it ended up being, like, the Commanders game and not the Chiefs game. Because, like, in the Chiefs game, like, the Colts get get the stop. Uh, on the Chiefs at the last second and they scored the game-winning touchdown. Instead, like, it's like the reverse happened in the Commanders game and also in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I would say, like, we've already kind of talked about the Colts' problems. Uh, like, I guess now, like, for their offensive line, they're starting to use Ryman and Will Fries, who are, like, two young guys. So, like, they're not playing, like, any older veterans who, like, just kept messing up before. It's, like, younger guys. But obviously, like, younger guys will mess up, too. The hope is, like, if you're starting, like, a rookie left tackle, the, like, you understand, like, this year he's going to get a ton of holding calls. He'll get false starts. Like, he'll get all these penalties and stuff. But the hope is, like, whatever you're teaching him now, like, he'll learn in the future. Maybe if it, like, maybe even if he improves, like, later on in the season or, like, I, I think, like, that's what you're looking for uh, from the Colts perspective. But, I mean, when you don't have, like, the run game with, like, Jonathan Taylor going, like, I think he had 84 yards, but most of his yards came in like the first uh most of his yards came on the first drive of the game that the Colts played like really well and they scored a touchdown on but after that he was pretty much shut down um and I don't know with this Colts team like once you shut down the run like basically what happens like the defense just like keys in on the run right like they just like stack the box all their linemen linebackers fly up because they can tell it's going to be a run and at that point like passing the ball becomes really difficult because your line can't block for like more than three seconds right We've already said it like millions of times. Like when you get Matt Ryan time, like he he uh he can throw the ball. Um and I don't know, you look at like the Colts receivers, like they played like decent, right? Like Pittman, six for six catches, seventy-five yards. Paris Campbell has been great uh, lately. He had five catches, sixty-seven yards. They just like can't finish because of the line. Uh, I think like that that's like pretty much the difference in their game. Jim Mercy is such a fucking idiot. Like, 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 like Matt Ryan has been like good when he gets like when he has like help and like people blocking for him. And like the last two games, people have been blocking for them. I think the old line took a step back like this game. But like you, you can make the argument in those games that Ellinger like played. Matt Ryan plays those games. You put maybe you win the Commanders game. You made the Pages game yeah, even closer. I agree. You know, it's it's like it's like I don't know. I, I don't know why he pulled the plug for a guy who really isn't that good. Like at all, like he, yeah, uh, that part is inexplicable, honestly, at this point. Because like, if you were gonna play Sam Ellinger the rest of the year, then and stick then, like, with it, like pseudo tank, yeah, then I understand. But if you're playing Matt Ryan again, then I, I completely agree with you, man. Like, there was no reason to to bench him for those two games. 
And like it sucks for the Colts because like after this loss, it seems like they're really out of it. Like I don't know if you win this game, like then like it's like okay, like Jeff Jeff Saturday is like two and zero. Like we just like upset the Eagles. Like they have the Steelers coming up, which is like a winnable game. And then like at that point, you start thinking like, dang, like how many games? Like do they like you probably think like, oh, they have to upset like one or two more teams out of their like next like couple of games. Like they they have like the Chargers coming up too, and like the Giants. Like those like you would look at those as winnable games, but. I don't know. After you lose this, then then it does seem like it's like a lot more out of sight. I would say it's probably like uh, a, it's probably. I mean, we we've known it's been done, but I mean, like just from like the players' perspective, like it probably feels more done after this game than like the other ones before. Look at the Eagles' uh, box score, and what's the same thing that's been happening all season? They just score one quarter again, and that's like the issue. And like it's been working all year, but like. I don't know. I feel like come playoff time, you can't just score one quarter and expect to win a game. So, I mean, that, that's still kind of concerning to me. Yeah. And like I said earlier, they struggle against teams that can run. Obviously, like, the Colts got off to a good running start in the beginning. So, they, that's why the Eagles are kind of taken aback. But once they were able to stop that, um, they kind of figured it out. And like I, like I said, the last week of the Commanders game, they couldn't just stop the run. So, like, that's one thing I'll be concerned about. But I don't know. There's not that many good running teams in the NFC. Maybe the Vikings, I would say. But even then, like, if you catch Kirk Cousins at prime time, you're going to win that game. So, I mean, they might be good on that side. I feel like most of the good running teams on the AFC side. So, um, I found it interesting with, like, like the whole Nick Sirianni drama. Like, because, like, I think they were saying that he didn't, like, dap up Jeff, Jeff Saturday after the game. Which I don't know what Saturday did. I think it's more like... Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, it does seem like he's, like, directing, like, some shade at, like, Jeff Saturday. Like, it's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so I just think he was, like, he was disappointed that they, that they fired Frank Reich and all that and all that stuff. So, but yeah, I don't know why, like, Jeff Saturday had to, like, deal with that. It wasn't his I fault. I mean, bro, like, no one, doubt, no one doubts, like, Frank Reich's, like, uh, like, football knowledge. But, like, I don't know. At that point, like, the Colts team was just, like, on such a downtrend, like... I, I just feel like they needed, like, a change. So, like, I definitely, uh, like, I don't blame them from fi- for firing Frank Reich. I guess it was weird that they did it in the middle of the season. But at the same time, like, I really don't think, like, Jeff Saturday is, like, making a difference one way or the other. I think, like, if you have Frank Reich in there, they probably still beat the Raiders and they probably still lose to the Eagles, you know? Like, so I don't get, like, what he's really done. But, like... I don't know. I, I guess, like, maybe that's why he was, like, tight that they just did it in, like, the middle of the season, like, randomly. But I don't know. Whatever, man. He can do whatever the heck he wants. <laughs> if he has one bad season in Philly, like, they'll be cursing, like, they'll be cursing him out. <laughs> like, he's just, like, lucky he's been, good, like, really good this year. But, like, if they have, like, an off season, bro, like, you know how it is in Philly, man. Like, coaches get chased out of there, like, pretty quickly. It's like, I don't know. I wouldn't be, like, too cocky if I was him, man. Otherwise, he'll be, he'll be on his way out, like, sooner rather than later. He was talking hella shit to like Colts fans too. I was like mad funny. Like he, he yeah, he, that's wild. It, it, it's gonna be very, nah, it's gonna, he's, it's gonna whatever. be very, very funny when they have a divisional round loss. So I'll be, I'll be happy for that. <laughs> um, I, I, one last thing, like the the Jonathan Taylor fumble. I don't like that they're doing that this year. Like, there's a lot. Like I think it's not the first time I noticed this. That, like the the refs will just let the play go. Cause, like yeah, Jonathan that one, fumble. dude. That one actually ticked me off because that one should have been blown dead. Like. Yeah, I understand he's like pushing the pile, but he did not move like the last like two or three seconds. Then like, what can the offensive players do in that case? Like they like they can't like rip the defenders like off of Jonathan Taylor at that point, right? Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and obviously you can argue that it wasn't that big of a deal because like the next play, AJ Brown fumbled, but like they kind of had to start like twenty yards behind and probably mess up the flow. Yeah. Like they were on their way to at least get a field goal, you know. And I think yeah, also. Yeah. 
Chase McLaughlin missed a field goal in this game, right? If you make that field goal, yeah, he missed one. Yeah, I think you win this game. Honestly, I think you win this game. But you know, it's it's a game of football. Stuff like this happens. But uh, yeah, they just have to figure out how to score, man. Like I think the Colts average like 15 points a game, and it sucks because like their defense has been like really, really solid, man. Like their defense is insane. Like the fact that like they're in these games, like holding these teams like 17 points, like is actually like insane. Like if you if your defense holds the team to 17 points. In today's NFL, like you should win the game, bro. Yeah, they have the fifth best passing defense in the league, and then the yeah, defense. their defense is insane. Like everyone is, they don't even have Darius Leonard too, or Shaq. Sorry, like imagine like their defense, like they don't have the. Imagine if they had him like going at full strength. Like this defense probably be, like top three in the league, I think. But yeah, a uh, good win for the Eagles. But yeah, we could go on. Yeah, and, yeah. they have the Packers next, so that that should win that. Like I said, I'm looking towards the Titans game. I want to see how, how they win that game. Or if they can win the game. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to Jets-Patriots. I mean, this this is a crazy game. Uh, I mean, it was 3-3, like 99% of this game. Um, it seemed like it was going to go to overtime and end on a field goal. Um, but, I mean, then, like, magic happened. Uh, I forget. Wait, who was the guy who returned the touchdown? I forget his name. M. Jones. That's all you need to know. I told M. you. M. Jones. I told you M. Jones is a Oh, Marcus Jones. Yeah, M. Jones. I told you he's going to be great in the NFL, man. People didn't listen to me. M. Jones. <laughs> nah, but the, the, the Patriots just had a crazy punt return, like walk-off touchdown. Um, it was pretty electric, like just like making, just watching him like make that move and then like, hear, like hearing uh, like Gillette Stadium or whatever get like louder and louder. Then you see like he actually has an opening to score was actually insane. Um, I mean, I don't know. I saw people online complaining about like that, like that dumbass, like uh, what do you like the the like that illegal block in the back? I feel like that wouldn't have made a difference because even if they called that, like they're definitely well in field goal range. Like, yeah, okay, like Nick Foles kick, kicks a field goal and you win that way. Like, it, to me, that didn't make a difference. Um, I mean, yeah, the, for the Patriots side, like their defense is insane, is like insane, especially at home. Like, I, I think they're like next levels of insane at home. Cause like now it's starting to get cold. Like they kind of get like that Foxborough like advantage. Um, I mean they're deep, especially against like like middling teams that don't have like an elite quarterback who can like run or something. Like the Patriots defense is just like like stifling. I would say um, they've played really well. And, and I mean for now, like a, a wild card berth is like clearly like in the sights for them. Um, I mean according to Football Outsiders, they have the best defense in the NFL. So that's damn. interesting. But I mean but they- it's believable, man. They have a great, they they just play really well on defense, uh, but, but they also hit a very soft spot in their schedule because this is kind of like expected. Like it was gonna, it, it was gonna be easy. To, it was gonna be hard to start off with, with with like Dolphins, Ravens, Packers, and then they hit like the Lions, Bears, Jets, Colts, Jets, right? So now you're hitting like the Vikings, and you're playing two Bills games, you know, and then you the Bengals and another Dolphins game, yeah. and you know, so like you have like, to steal like half of those, I think, to. I yeah. think if you get to like nine or ten, if you get to like nine wins, I think like wild card is like definitely really in play. But I mean, I don't know how you can come out of this game and say the Patriots are the better team. Like, I think the Jets are still the better team. They just have, they just have like the worst quarterback in the league. Honestly, like he was. Yeah, man, he's he's really bad. I mean, you saw the news, right? Like Zach Wilson is like probably gonna get benched now. It looks like he's starting the job. The number game. two draft pick. Was gonna get benched from like two years ago, yeah. draft, which is crazy. Shades bro. of Sam Donald, man. Shades of Sam Donald. No, but bro, I mean, Dar- he doesn't throw interceptions, but like, come on, man. He's Sam Donald him. wins this game. Sam Donald wins this game. Guarantee. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. A lot of Jets fans were like, "Bro, like, should we have just kept Sam Donald?" <laughs> 
Joel Flacco wins this game. Oh, Joe Flacco is a, Joe Flacco would win a Super Bowl with this team. <laughs> I mean, they might as well start him. There's no what's the point? Like they they start him now. Even like Man. remember they had a backup named Michael White. He wins. This yeah, game. Mike White. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the Patriots side, but I, I don't know. Like, they, I just feel like they got they moved the ball down like very well, like down the field. They're getting like down the field. They had had a lot of they had, Mac Jones had 246 yards on offense passing, and then they had 100 yards yeah. rushing. I have so, no yeah. idea how the hell you guys scored 10 points just looking at the stats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like every time they settled for field goals, right, and they, they weren't able to finish in the end zone. And then Nick Folk, he missed two. Uh, he missed two like um, field goals, just like. Very, very surprising. I don't think he's done this in like years. Yeah, where he's my so, fantasy weapon, bro. He can't be missing like that. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous, but like, yeah, I mean, in that sense, like, I feel like I don't know. The Patriots got lucky with this game. I mean, who knows what happens in overtime? They've they they they, they still haven't lost to the Jets since 2010, which is crazy to think about. But they did lose. That is crazy. They did lose their starting center, David Andrews, for the year, so that's gonna hurt them a lot. I mean, it's not like their O line yeah. has been that great, but I mean, I, I thought Mac has been. I thought Mac was pretty good this game. Like as far as like, I don't think I, I would blame him for anything. It was just the O line just wouldn't help him at all. Like six sacks was ridiculous. But I mean, the yeah. Jets defense was also the great. Jets also have a good defense too. Yeah, yeah, Jets defense the was front. great. The Jets defense were doing everything they could, bro. Like I feel bad for that defense. Like they could not, and like yeah. like and like I think Zach Wilson after the game was like, "Do you think the offense lost to the game?" He was like, "No." I was like, "Wow." Yeah, that's really bad, actually. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if you're struggling and at least like at least like be accountable, man, because like. That that like stuff like that definitely affects like the, your like locker room and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like the players like see that. I mean, they're not gonna hate him for like saying that, but like they're definitely thinking like, damn, like it would have been nice to say like, like if he if he goes the other way and says like, yeah, man, like it's all like my fault. I think like Justin Fields did that. Like I think after the Bears game or something, and like that like makes like teammates respect you more. You know, like that'll make your teammates like play harder. Like I don't know, the Jets' offense is just weird, man. Like they traded like James Robinson. He just got there. Like, he hasn't been doing much. Like, they lost, like, Brees Hall, who's, like, their star on offense for the season. Elijah Moore, like, like doesn't even want to play on this team. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you see when he was hurt, when he got the kickoff at the end? Like, he just, like, took it he and just, like, kind of, like, ran out of bounds. Yeah, he didn't try. He was like, <laughs> He's just like, fuck it, bro. Like, this is, this is an over Like, I'm not taking no hits for this team. It's actually, like, their offense is a mess, man. Uh it sucks because like their defense is so good. And yeah, once Brees Hall went down, like I was really concerned for their offense. Um, wait, have you seen that one guy on Twitter who's like done the coin flip for like the Jets game or whatever? No, why? Uh, he's getting everything right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's like some dude. I don't know if it's like some dude or his kid, but basically, in August 21st, he did a coin flip for every single Jets game, and he's been right so far. Uh. He has them finishing like eleven and six. I think they're they're supposed to be going on a win streak soon. Um, and then like I think he has them going to like the AFC Championship game, which seems wild. <laughs> but like, but okay, but it seems wild, right? But he got ten games right so far, man. Like literally every single one, he just did a coin flip and wrote down like win or loss. And like every single one has been right so far, okay, no uh, matter the circumstance. Like okay, they beat okay, Buffalo okay. and they lost to like the Patriots. Like to me, that's crazy. You got every okay, single no. one right. If I had to look at the schedule, which one would be the surprising wins or losses? I don't think the Patriots' losses are surprising. I think the only one you can say is surprising is the Bills' win because, like, no, I mean, not even that because, like, if you're in the, if you're in a divisional game, you're expected to win maybe like one of them, right? So I would say the Bills' win, not the Dolphins' win, because you could probably steal the Dolphins' win. To either the Bills or the Packers is probably like the most surprising ones. I would say. Everything else yeah. seems like 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 viable upsets, which kind of makes sense. 
So I mean, not to yeah. discredit the guy. I mean, we'll see if he continues, but like I don't really. I think he projected a win against the Bears, but if I find yeah. it on Twitter, I'll send it to you just so we can monitor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it turns out. But AFC Championship is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, if they finish eleven and six, which is what his record predicted, it, even in that, I'll be shocked, man. And um, so this is why I did pick the Chargers to make it against the Jets. It's not like the Chargers proved anything well, like this week, but like they're they're five and five at a game behind the Jets. But just because like they have Zach Wilson at quarterback, you know, I kind of have. Well, to just... maybe not longer. If they put in Joe Flacco, it could be scary. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see if they can make it. But if they lose to the Bears, man, because the, the Bear, the, if Justin Fields plays next week, the Bears got to win eventually. So. I don't know, man. They can, yeah. This is supposed to be the year that the Jets finally beat the Patriots. And once again, Patriots somehow beat them. Bill Belichick just knows how to beat this team. And it, it, it even came out that the that Bill, like the Patriots were saying that during their bye week, they, they were preparing for the Vikings, which is funny because the Vikings are this week. <laughs> that actually so, is hilarious. So they just knew they didn't, have, they didn't have to worry about the Jets, which is just crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh yeah, let's go on to the Rams and Saints. Uh, I mean, two of the more disappointing teams squared off in this one. The Rams, like, nightmare season just continues. Um, Matthew Stafford had 11, like, completed 11 passes in this one. Uh, only uh, 18 attempts. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he had that really nice pass to 2-2 two, two, two Atwell. Um, but, yeah, I guess... I think Cooper Cup is on IR, so like this team is like really gonna struggle now. Like, I, I don't know. The, the Saints came away with this one. Andy Dalton played really well. Um, I mean, they didn't really get too much going in the run game. I guess uh, like Alvin Kamara only at twelve for forty-two. Taysom Hill nine for fifty-two. It's like pretty good, but like not too crazy. But I mean, Andy Dalton was really good through the air. Uh, Chris Olave, as always, five catches, one hundred two yards, one touchdown. Jawan Johnson, three catches, 47 yards, one touchdown. Um, Jarvis Landry had a touchdown in this one, too. They kind of, like, spread out the ball well. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's just, like, really... I mean, I know you said, like, okay, the Rams, like, won the Super Bowl and whatever. Like, they win. But, like, this is still kind of, like, a nightmarish season for them. Like, this is just terrible, man. Like, everything's, like, falling apart. Um, You're the defending Yeah, like, champs. what are your thoughts on this one? You're the defending champs. Who cares? Like, I don't know. Yeah, man. okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Teams, but it's still so bad. And I think Matthew Stafford playoffs, got hurt too, man. Teams can't yeah. even make the playoffs. Like, the Kings have been on a 16-game, a 16-season, like, not making the playoff streak. This team won the Super Bowl, the biggest of all sports events, not counting anything related with soccer. Like, they won that. I, I, you're good. Who cares? Like, you can, I don't know. That's just how I look at it. I think, like, I just prioritize yeah. winning, like, once. Like They're going to give up, like, a high-ass pick to Detroit, man. I, 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 I'll use this example. Like, in the last 10 years for baseball, the Red Sox have won the World Series uh, uh, three times in the last 10 years. But, like, every other year, they either miss the playoffs or, like, under 500, right? But then less teams like the Dodgers and Astros who have playoff dominance almost every year get far, but they don't, like, they haven't won as much as the Red Sox. So who would you be happier with? A team that consistently gets far in the playoffs but doesn't win at all, or a team that like has three rings but has been bad every other year. Yeah, but okay, but do like I guess it's it's fine for this year, right? But like, do you think like the Rams have a legitimate path back to contention though? Because like they traded away all their assets, right? Like I think that's like the main issue. Like like this year is fine, whatever. Like they lose this year, whatever. It's like a like a year from hell for them or whatever. 
I just like don't really see how they can get back into contention though, because they like they gave away all their assets. It's kind of like some Lakers shit. Like, what are the Lakers gonna do now to get back in contention? I mean, I'm looking at the sense of like the LA Rams, not like them being an LA team, but them being a St. Louis team. You know, they, they were the St. Louis Rams for so long, and, and and like think about how long we like used to make fun of the Rams for just being bad, right? You know, like the St. Louis Rams was always the easy win. So like even them even turning around like this that, that whole Todd Gurley year the whole Jared Goff year all that stuff like even that stuff was kind of like their progression and they got to the Super Bowl so I feel like that they hit their peak as like a St Louis Rams fan they got up they got to the top of the mountain and now they just come crashing down so I don't think you're expecting a like a complete change at the contention next year it's probably gonna take a couple of years right and you still have a top five receiver in the league you know probably you move on from Stafford in a couple of years you build around. Um, Aaron Donald he retires, but I mean, contention might be a couple years away. But again, like I don't know, personally as a fan, like I wouldn't be that worried. Maybe I would say like five years is where I'd be all right, like damn, like let's start turning around because I think you're good. Like I said, like they were climbing the peak for so long, they lost to the Patriots yeah. that one year, and then they got the championship finally. You know, so I mean, that's what... I mean, it'll be like a new era for them, man. Because uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Aaron Donald or Matthew Stafford would be around for that next. Yeah, maybe uh, not even Cooper Rush because, like, I mean, five years is a long time, you know. So uh, and, yeah, yeah, and I, and they they did just cut Daryl Henderson, so I'm really curious as to like who they trust in the backfield because they were they were saying like first it was Acres going into the year and then two weeks in it wasn't Acres anymore, and then they started using Henderson and now they use and now they use Acres a lot this this game. So I don't know. This team is just a mess in that sense. You know, but uh, I mean, whatever. Like uh, Bryce Perkins did what he could do after Stafford got injured. But I mean, this is a game where I'm like, okay, yeah. like this is why I'm on the Dalton train again. You know, this is like Dalton looked good, 150 passer rating, almost he was almost perfect. Um, uh, uh, Chris Olave made some great catches. Like they look good. You know, I mean, Alvin Kamara is still struggling to get going in the run game, but they're, they're using him well in the passing game. But I mean, it's just too little, too late for the Saints. They should have done this like three weeks ago. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, actually, wait, hold on. I can't even say that because they're only what the two games, a game and a half behind in the division. So <laughs> such I mean, a weird division, man. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I I can't write them off yet, but yeah, they're still in play. I mean, but they have. But a, I I don't think like I won't see the vision until like Alvin Kamara like actually looks like Alvin Kamara. Like if they can get him like going, then I'd be like, damn, like maybe they have a chance. But I just feel like it's unsustainable like doing this like passing. Like having like Andy Dalton do this like every single game is not like that sustainable in my opinion. If you're the Colts and you can't draft a good quarterback, you take a chance on Jameis Winston. <laughs> no, bro. I don't know. Hey. If he like maybe if if they could sign a free agent, maybe I wouldn't be that. I don't I don't know how it works though because like Matt Ryan is still under contract for next year. I would say if you can't get like a bad quarter, like if you can't get a good quarter, I think you have to draft a quarterback no matter what. I think if you're like the Colts, like you have to end up in like the top 10 ish range. And then like you have to select like who you want there. Cause like the top 10 is fine. Like you could trade up. Like you obviously can't trade up to like one or two, but you could get anyone you want after that. Maybe you could trade up a couple spots and get someone after that. I think you have to take that guy regardless. But maybe like Matt Ryan is still your starter for like next year just because like. He's under contract, and you have to pay him. I mean, they just change quarterbacks every year, so who knows? They might just trade him to, like, the Raiders and get Derek Carr. So, I mean, it would be funny to watch what they do with that quarterback cycle. But I, Please, I, I, no. I, know, I, I, I just feel bad for, like, Jameis because, I mean, I don't know. He didn't really get a fair chance. Yeah, I feel bad for him, too. That one interview made me hella sad. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really get a fair chance. But, like, I mean, like, he's not, like, 
he's complaining about getting benched for injuries, but that's kind of how like life works. If you if you have the opportunity, you don't like you don't like take advantage of the opportunity. You kind of lose out on it, right? So I mean, I kind of that's that's that, that kind of stuff happens. But I mean, I wouldn't say that Andy Dalton is the guy that's going to win you a championship. Neither is James Winston, or whatever. This team has a lot more issues. No way, yeah, no way. But I mean, this team kind of like was pretty much done after Sean Payton kind of retired. So it's like they're like on a whole new era. But I mean, yeah. So this is an example where you're like, okay. 2009, we won the championship. Now it's been a while. It's been 13 years, <laughs> right? And, and and you could also say, okay, yeah, we got screwed over in the 2018 season with the no pass interference. Like, like you can argue that they probably beat the Patriots in Super Bowl that year. Who knows? But like, this is where you're like, all right, like, bro, it's been 13 years since the Super Bowl win. You know, like, we have to see some change. And they, they had a chance a couple of years ago and they didn't take advantage of it. So now they're in this situation. So now I start getting frustrated as a Saints fan, you know, but. That's how I look at fandom and Super Bowls. Like I think you're a like, good. You're I like, guess. I mean, what the? I don't. I don't understand that logic. The what the Colts won like two years before them. So like now is my time to get frustrated. I've been frustrated for hella long. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. That shit makes no sense. Okay, all right, but you're also asking someone who has three championships. So like, I just can't look clearly at this kind of stuff. Like I'm, like, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, that, well, I don't know what the what the hell you're saying makes no sense whatsoever, bro. Maybe if you won that much. Then you can wait like nine, ten years before you get pissed. But if you only won one, like you're gonna want to be once you see like the new era of the team forming, like you're gonna want to see like them compete again. Like once the Colts got Andrew Luck, I was like, all right, bro, like, let's go, fuck it, Super Bowl again. Like you know what I mean? Like once the second era comes in, you would want them to be successful. So then if, I, even I, if they want, I feel one. like that's ten years because like the Packers won in 2010, so it's been like ten-ish years. So now you're getting bro, but Aaron, like you. How could you not be disappointed as Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, bro? Like they made so many NFC championships, never made it to the Super Bowl again, bro. That's so disappointing, in my opinion. Yeah, and I see your point, but like, I mean, I, I, the Saints more so it was they had their chance four years ago. They like they were a DPI call from winning that game, right? So that was yeah. the year they should have won it all. So then, like, okay, now this is the new era, right? So like. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's really a new era. I guess they have like some young. Yeah, they have like young players. I guess it's true. I mean, this whole Michael Thomas drama kind of messed them out because like after like they. Yeah. After I feel the, like they gotta move on from him, bro. Like. Yeah. He's just like cooked, man. Sadly. <laughs> and, I mean, if they were able to figure, if he was able to figure his stuff out, like they would have been like really good, even with the Drew Brees era the last couple of years. But he just wasn't able to figure it out, and like yeah, like you said, it's a new era. Crystal Lave is is the guy now, so. You had to build around that. But, yeah, I mean, we were both wrong. I don't know if you picked the Saints to make the playoffs, but, like, I was totally wrong on making picking this team. I mean, again, they, they can still make it, but I doubt I it. think I, I forget if I chose them or not. I, I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> but, yeah, they can but, still uh, make it, but who knows? I doubt it. So, yeah. now, uh, I can't wait for the next game. Can't wait. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the Lions and Giants. Uh, I mean, the Lions won this one. Uh, I mean... They had they pretty much rode Jamal Williams on the ground actually in this one. Uh, he had 17 carries, 64 yards, but he had three touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean Jared Goff didn't have to do much. He completed 17 passes for 165 yards. Um, Amon Ra had like a nice receiving game. He had seven catches for 76 yards. But outside of that, I mean they weren't really moving the ball like in like they didn't put up like insane yards. You know, um, they just like kind of like moved the ball like steadily down the field, cashing on Jamal Williams runs. Um, I mean, most of their damage was done in the second and third quarters. I think after that, like the lead was pretty much unsurmountable. I think it was like they were winning like twenty-four to six at that. Like, I don't think the Giants have enough offense to like mount like huge comebacks like that. Um, and, and I don't know, Daniel Jones, like he's been avoiding the turnovers for the most part. 
for this year, but this game he did have uh, two picks. Um, he, did, he did throw for 341 yards. Um, I, I guess for the Giants, like Wendell Robinson, he had nine catches, 100 yards in this one. He's been pretty good. But I think he's done for the year with the season-ending injury. Um, so, yeah, I mean, their receivers are kind of shaky without Wendell. I guess, like, with him and Darius Slayton, like, it's, like, two decent options. Um, but now, like, they lost him. So, it's just Darius Slayton. And then you're looking at other people to kind of pick up the slack there. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go off. Uh, on this the- is the Giants team. I, this is the Giants team I expected. Here we go. This is where, they, this is where the downfall starts. I, I saw so many people posting on their stories, even before the game started. Eight and two, eight and two, easy win, easy win. I'm like, all right, yo, like, like the Lions are to- like they've been on. This is the third game in a row they've won. Like they, they can do this, and they they smacked them, you know. Like, uh, I mean, they were the Giants were like it was six three. They're up, and then that Jones interception two plays into a drive uh, to Aiden Hutchinson who made a great play. That was kind of where the game changed, and then they couldn't get the ball going after that. Couldn't get the offense going after that, and then it was seventeen six at halftime. And then like if the Lions got the ball right back after halftime and they let them drive down. So I think this is more on the defense just not showing up because I think their offense kind of figured something out in the fourth quarter, you know, but like their defense just didn't show up after like the first interception and the first play out of halftime. Like you can't lose out in those opportunities, but like, like we know the Lions can be explosive at times, you know, so like they've been explosive the last three games. They've kind of figured yeah. something out. But yeah. yeah. And 40- they're adding, uh, I think their draft pick, Jamison Williams. I think he just got activated actually. So that'll be insane juice to their offense, man. Like he, <laughs> I'll that their offense will be fun to watch if they can get him going too. Yeah, It'll be cool and then to see. Uh, and Brock Wright, who's supposed to be the new uh, like Aiden Hutchinson replacement or whatever, he's been fine. Like Amon Rostov looking good. He just has a lot of injury concerns. But like this game, he was good. It was more so on the Giants because I think once uh, once they were down, like the issue with the Giants, they have to have a lead. It's almost like like it's not where like the Titans where you can trust. Ryan Tannehill, you don't rely on Derrick Henry that much, and you can trust Ryan Tannehill to keep you in a game. I don't think you can trust Daniel Jones to keep you in a game in the sense of, like, you can't be down. We saw this in the Seahawks loss, too. Uh, like, once they were down, they're pretty much out of it. They have to come out strong, keep the game close where you can still run the ball. But if you're down two yeah. possessions, you stop running the ball, and that's where you lose the game. And that's what Daniel Jones throws. Even when they ran the ball, it just, like, wasn't effective at all. Like, 15 carries for 22 yards. Like, that Lions, like, run defense, like, really stepped up, uh, I think, in this game. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. At least like shut down Saquon. Yeah, and then if you have uh, J- Daniel Jones throwing forty-four attempts, like that's the kind of guy who's gonna start throwing picks if you have him throw that much. The reason he's been good yeah. so far with with picks is because he hasn't been throwing the ball that much. They keep him in check. He's been a good point guard for this team. But like now, nah, if you ask him to be like LeBron James for this team, like it's not gonna happen. You know. So uh, I mean, like I said, their offense kind of figured it out at the end, but it was just too little, too late. So this is like kind of where I expected like the Giants to fall apart. But honestly. They still might be good enough to make the playoffs just because, like, I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that because I was relying on the pack. <laughs> I was relying on the Packers to take their spot, but I might be relying on the Commanders to take their spot now. Because six, six, oh, yeah. If they, if they lose one of the Commanders again, then I think it gets, like, really shaky. Because they them. still have to play the Commanders twice. Like, like, like the people don't realize, like, with the Giants, they were, like, so hyped about them. But they're playing the division a lot. Like I said, five, they have five division games. Which again is a whole NFL scheduling problem. But five division games in the next what six games, right? Seven, no, uh, seven games. Yeah, I, I guess the only games that aren't division games is uh, Vikings and Colts. You know, so yeah. like five of the seven games are all division games, and like that is hella pressure. So I mean, it's, it's go. It is go time for the Giants, man. Giants, man, you got to be hyped. This is your time right now. This is when your season really starts. Yep. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's I, been a great run so far, but now it's like really like this is where you were gonna make the playoffs or miss it. Pretty cool. But I mean, I'm happy uh, for the Lions. They got four wins, man. Four and six is actually not bad. Thinking about how start, how bad they started the season off. They started off. Yeah, hard. I agree, man. I thought they were gonna go back to like whatever, like two and thirteen. I was like, how is that even possible, man? But now there's a chance for them. Uh, I'm gonna be watching that NFL draft order, man. I mean, I think the good thing for them is they're gonna get the Rams pick, bro, which is like actually like hella lucky for them. Oh yeah, it's a great. Like pick. they don't have to worry about their pick. Like they could be bad and still get like a really high pick from the Rams. So now they have the freedom to just win. Like they could just win and develop. They don't have to start tanking. So now they can just go on a run, and like just for the vibes of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Damn. Uh yeah, let's go on to the next game. Uh Panthers Ravens. Yeah, this one was hella boring, man. Um there's just like no offense in this game at all. Um I mean, I guess the Ravens I don't know, Lamar Jackson has like definitely like re- I don't want to say he's like regressed, but like he doesn't look as insane as he was like earlier in the year. Like remember that Miami game? I was like, dude, like what the, I was like looking at that Miami game where they played and he was going crazy. I was like, dude, like this is the MVP. And like ever since then, like he just hasn't really put on like insane like Lamar type performances. I mean, he doesn't lose them the game, but he doesn't like make like those eye popping plays where he just like breaks open like a 70 yard run and scores a touchdown. Um, their passing game is like pretty shaky. It's always been pretty shaky. This game, they really got a lot from Demarcus Robinson. He had nine catches, 128 yards. Um, Mark Andrews at six catches for 63. We know he's stable, but I don't know. Only beating this team by 10 points is like kind of weird, I guess. Um, I don't really know what to make of it. I don't even know if I want to talk about like the Panthers side going forward ever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're just like whatever, you know, at this point. Like they're just trying to get to the offseason, I feel like. No, it's a good try to draft a quarterback. It's a good loss for the Panthers. Good job. They, they, they did a job. Um, yeah. On the Ravens side, they're just gonna lose and try to draft a quarterback, man. Yeah. I, I don't see any other like w- point of talking. Yeah, there's no point. I just, just got to trade some pieces. I guess like Brian Burns and DJ Moore, but that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. um, on the, I mean, like, see, you can argue that the Ravens should have won that Dolphins game, should have won that Bills game, should have won that Giants game. All games that they had leads in, right? So uh, you can argue this team yeah. could be ten and zero, but that's not how the football game works. And they're seven and three. And this is kind of like the first time where I'm like kind of disappointed with this team because they're playing a bad team and not a good defense. They're not playing as a good defense. They're not playing against a good offense, yet they still struggled. Like they struggled to put up points until the fourth quarter. So it's kind of like uh, interesting to me because like you have Justin Tucker. You just need to get the ball down to like maybe the other team's 40-yard line. And like worst case, you take the field goal. But they weren't even able to do that. They were just struggling to get the ball down past midfield, which is just like... I mean, I know this. Yeah. I know he, Lamar doesn't have the greatest of weapons. Like, I don't know if he took it like a step back, but it's more like, uh, like this. The offense that running this year just doesn't isn't as like more isn't as explosive as it used to be. And I think part of that is the run game. Like most of their running yards is just from Lamar, you know. And like eleven carries, like you can't have your guy going eleven carries. So like, uh, Kenyon Drake had forty six yards, but like I think you need more of just from a, like a running back perspective. So I think that's where the issue is, and that's what kind of like stalls their offense. On a lot of drives because they'll run the ball and they'll be stuck on a third and three, then they can't complete the first down. So that's their issue. So this is a actually a very concerning game for me for the ball for the Ravens, even though they are seven three. Especially now that the Bengals like offense is like figuring itself out too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like they're seven and three, their defense was good, but then like this offense is kind of like shaky to me, and they haven't been playing 
like, I mean, listen, they put up 27 points in the Saints and the Bucks, but this is a game where, like, you kind of have to put up points. But, again, a win is a win is a win is a win. So let's see how they come in the next couple of games. Jaguars, Broncos, Steelers. You know, like you're yeah, playing... they have some easier matchups. Like they could, there's a chance they go off on these teams. I mean, and then we're like All the, right, the right. Jaguars. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Jaguars... such a cheese schedule going forward. What the hell? Yeah, but no, I mean, but bro, you're also forgetting they're playing Broncos, who's like because arguably the best defense in the league. Steelers with a top five defense in the league. So it's like we want to see yeah. how this offense figures. It's it annoying out. defenses, but bad teams. Yeah. So I mean, that's also that. But like the Ravens have a good defense in their own. So I wouldn't say the division is locked up, but they're well on their way to win it. So, like, I mean, I would probably look in, at them as a four seed. It probably sounds about right. You know, nothing higher than that. Yeah, I think you're right. But, I mean, uh, the, uh, this team's going to struggle in the playoffs. And I could see being higher just because their schedule is, like, a little bit easier, bro. Like, they just got to take care of business, and they'll only have, like, maybe, like, three or four losses. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't – the Chiefs aren't falling down, and then, like, the Titans probably won't fall down. And it's really just, like, the AFC East between the Dolphins and Bills. True. So, so I mean, I still think they finish as a four seed. But I mean, uh, I mean, this team is not going to do much in the playoffs, just because, like the offense, yeah. the offense they're running is not like it's too simplistic. So they don't have it's no explosiveness to their off game. Yeah, uh, let's go on to Commanders Texans. I mean, yeah, it looks like Taylor Heineke actually did get like the starting job. Let's go. Well deserved. I mean, he, he's been like winning like every single time. Um, I mean the 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 Commanders just put this game away in like the first half, man. Like they were able to run the ball effectively, like. Taylor Heineke was passing effectively. Um, I I don't know. Like, there's just like not much they needed. Um, you know, after after like putting up 20 points, uh, in the first half. Um, although like the touchdown, like although they did get one touchdown, which is like a pick six, but um, it's still like I mean, one if you put up 20 points and a half against Houston, like they're probably not gonna be able to come back. Like I don't think they have enough offensive firepower. Um. But yeah, I mean, th- like, they're kind of on a roll now. Um, I mean, before, like, we were making fun of this team, but I think, like, they have a legitimate shot at the playoffs, man. I mean, like, bro, I mean, I, I told you, man. I mean, you got to believe in Heineke. I've been on this Heineke train all year and, like, finally believing in it. You know, Carson is not this. Carson does not win you these games. Heineke does. He just doesn't. <laughs> he just He's not winning you the games, but he's just not losing you the games. And that's kind of what the issue was with Carson. Because I think Carson has flashes where he's like, we're like uh, we've been saying this the whole time with Carson. Like he has flashes where you're like, oh, my God, he's so good. And then flashes where yeah. it's like, dude, like, stop. He throws some dimes, bro. Yeah, but then there's like moments where like it's like, Carson, his stop. His deep passes are like probably like one of the best in the league. His deep, his deep passes, his DPI underpasses what you mean. That's what the issue is. Deep passes are fine, yeah, but it's know, more he's so. He's had some dots, dude. He had some like really nice passes. Yeah, but, but, like, he loses you the game a lot. And, like, Heineke just doesn't do either. He doesn't win or lose the game. So, like, he's just been solid. And, like, this is a very sneaky playoff team, you know? Like, they, yeah, they're deep. They activated Chase Young, too, now. They get Chase Young back. Yeah, that defense is good, man. They snuck into the playoffs two years ago. I think they could do it again. You know, they're right on the Giants behind. I think they could very much sneak in, like, six and five. Yeah. And then, like, if you play the Giants twice, even if you win one of those games, you're, like, in it. You have the Falcons next yeah. week. And then back-to-back Giants. I think they're starting to realize, too, that Antonio Gibson is actually their best running back and giving him the most touches. Like, I think, like, they've been trying to force, like, Brian Robinson into that, like, starting role. Kind of like how they did with, like, uh, you know, with, like, Javante Williams in Denver and then, like, with Brees Hall. Like, they've been trying to give it to, like, the rookie. But, like, at this point, like, I'm sorry to say, but Antonio Gibson is just better. Like, I think they should just give him more touches. They'll probably win more games. Um, And, yeah, for the Texans, I mean, there's not much to talk about with them. 
Um, I mean, they're like definitely gonna have like the worst record in the NFL at this rate. Like they're like two games ahead. Um, I think they're just gonna draft the quarterback first overall, either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Welcome to the Houston Texans. <laughs> now, if you're the Colts, do you take a chance on Davis Mills? <laughs> no, bro, stop. I was gonna run through every Please, quarterback no. in the league. <laughs> Listen, you guys have a history of doing this. I have to make sure. You know, I know, but you know, not Davis Mills. Car, like I think I could talk. I would talk myself into. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. This game was over when when the the pick six happened. The game was over then. Pick six, seven, nothing. Now the game was over then. Like I mean, yeah. the they also didn't get Damian Pierce going at all, bro. What is ten carries, eight yards? That's terrible, dude. How how do you tie against this team? Actually, how do you lose? I don't know. How do you bro. lose to this team, Jaguars? <laughs> Next coming of Andrew Luck. <laughs> it's crazy. Just because you have a bye this week does not mean I'm going to let you get away with the next coming of Andrew Luck. It's what Luck. you said with the divisional games, man. Like, you expect to split one of them. <laughs> so, I mean, look, listen. He's not going to get away with it just because he has a bye. Next coming of Andrew Luck couldn't beat this team, which is insane to me. But, you know, but, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's just not much to say. This is a game for, like, both teams at their jobs. Commanders are on their hopefully on their way to a playoff spot. Texans are hopefully on their way to a number one draft pick. So, Good game We're just going to talk about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud because that's who it's going to be for the Texans. One hundred. It's kind of wild you can pencil that in at this point, but unless they think Davis Mills is the future and they take like the best player available, but I don't know. Okay, I mean, let's not talk about that. That Tyrod that Tyro Taylor theory was working, like, but it only worked for two teams. It worked for the Bills and the Chargers, but I guess the Browns and this team it didn't work out for so much. So. So like well like he gets injured and then you oh the next guy comes in and he's yeah. like actually the guy it, 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 it was Josh, oh, yeah, it, it was yeah. Josh Allen Justin Herbert Baker Mayfield and Davis Mills so like two for four still not bad it's fine yeah yeah true uh yeah so let's uh, go on to the Raiders Broncos again another game between two very disappointing teams but I mean this one was pretty entertaining uh it was it was like a lot of back and forth between the Raiders and the Broncos um. Like, there was a lot of, like, it just felt like a lot of uh, back-and-forth scoring. Um, it started off with, uh, like, the Broncos going up 10-0. Then Devontae Adams had a 31-yard pass from Derek Carr. Um, then it was a bunch of, ex- it was literally just exchanging field goals back and forth. Um, it seemed like it was actually going to go into overtime. Or it did go into overtime, sorry. Um, and then in overtime, that Devontae Adams, like, touchdown pass was just pretty pretty electric. Uh yeah. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind, man. Like, he is like, seven catches, 141 yards, two touchdowns. He leads the league in receiving touchdowns. Um, he's been going crazy. Like, he's, like, the one bright spot of the Raiders. Um, and I still feel like there's, like, some plays where they don't go his way, even though that they could, which is, like, crazy to think about. But, yeah, I mean, like, they had a nice drive in overtime. Um, and, and in the fourth quarter, sorry, too. Like, to get it down to uh, to tie the game, like, I think Derek Carr had that pass to uh, Josh Jacobs, who was kind of just running open. The Broncos' defense just collapsed in that part. But, um, I mean, yeah, the Raiders come away uh, with the win here. They tie their fellow rival, the Broncos, who were both 3-7. and seven. Um, Yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? <laughs> Raiders have two wins. and I mean, they have, they have three wins and two of the three of the Broncos. That's just hilarious. <laughs> um, Is this like the saddest shit of all time? I was told that Jeff- Justin Jefferson was the best receiver in the league. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's that's still insane to me that he got that title after being in league for two years. I don't know. People just forgot about Devontae. They forgot about DeAndre Hopkins, but specifically Devontae. You know, the Devontae. Yeah, Adam, I still think Devontae. Yeah, like, I've always said Devontae. 
it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, Devontae Adams is clearly the number one receiver. You know, like, he's done, he did it in Green Bay. He did it in Las Vegas. He did it in Denver this week. You know, he was elite. I mean, that play was just like a miscommunication on defense. I mean, but it's also a great route by Devontae. He, like, had a great fake into the inside, and he just cut out to the outside, and then, like, Derek Carr found him. So, like, that was just a great walk-off. It was a good win for them. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. What are, what are they even winning for at this point? But like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think they're winning for I anything. Like this game, I, I don't even know, like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was going to say, I just feel like this game, like, both teams are kind of, they kind of look like how they're supposed to look. I think they both look good, actually. Like, they didn't look like, oh, my God, such like such a drag watching them. They both look good, like, like uh, a good defense versus, like, an okay defense and then, like, a, a really a good offense or should, should be a good offense versus, like, an okay offense, right? So, like, I think both teams, like, actually look good for once this season. It's just like, all right, like, whatever. So, some, someone has to win this game. But, like, again, it's just too little too late. Like, this is something you got to do in week three. You know, I, I think they played each other, like, week, th- week three or week four, whenever it was. And, like, this should have been how they moved on from then, but they didn't figure it out. And it's just too little too late. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens in the offseason for both these teams. I think, like, in a couple of weeks, we're going to stop talking about them because they're both too far from the Yeah, playoffs. I mean, it sucks for the Raiders. But, I mean, I don't think, like, Josh Mc- – yeah, we already talked about why Josh McDaniels probably won't get fired. Um but, like, I mean, trading Derek Carr, that's definitely on the table, which kind of sucks for him because I, I don't think it's his fault. But he might just kind of be the scapegoat. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so if you're the I Colts. Mean, I don't know if it's – yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, Derek Carr, yeah, not that bad. Yeah, that's one I would entertain, actually. So if you're the Colts, do you take a chance on Russell Wilson? <laughs> no, hell no, not Russell Wilson. <laughs> There's no way, no, the, the the Broncos invested way too much in that man to not let him be the quarterback, bro. He will be the quarterback of that team. Win, loss, or draw, he's going to be the quarterback. They put so much money and draft picks into him, he's going to be the guy, man. Oh, actually, this is a nightmare. Like, both of these teams actually experienced nightmare scenarios, man, this year. Can you explain Actual to me Actual nightmare scenarios? why they cut Melvin Gordon? I have no I mean, he's been, he's had, like, some issues with the coaching staff, for sure. Um, but like, yeah, just cutting him is kind of weird. I, I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, they're, yeah. I don't know why they cut him. I, guess, I think it has to do because of that, but I guess cause they have chase really Ed- weird chase Edmonds and I don't know Latavius Murray, but I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess they're banking on Javante, but he's out the rest of his year. I mean, I, I, I understand. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, in the future. Yeah. Their guy is just Javante. I, mean, I understand cutting him in the off season, but it's kind of just weird to just cut him like mid season. So like, I feel like it's something outside of football. Like you said. Like it has to be something else. Like maybe he was emailing. Yeah, yeah, no, he had. He actually had like some coaching issue with them. Though. Yeah, maybe he just uh, pulled like just a pulled the email Udoka or something. Who knows at this point? Nah, nah, I don't think it's like that. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's go on to the Cowboys Vikings. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's just not much to say about this one, just because this was like utter domination by the Cowboys. Um, they scored in double digits in three out of the four quarters, like the first three quarters of the game, which is insane. Um, they were able to get every anything they wanted on offense. Uh, they had Tony Pollard on the ground with 15 carries, 80 yards. He's the one that moves the ball down the field. Ezekiel Elliott just cashes in at the goal line. He had 15 carries, 42 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Dak completed 22 passes for 276 yards. He had two touchdowns. It was actually yeah, Tony Pollard was actually great in the receiving department in this game. He had six catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns. CD Lamb at five for 45. Everyone got like their share of catches. Um, I mean, I think like their offense that like played pretty well, 
But like, I think the story of this game is just how crazy that Cowboys defense is that they were able to shut down like a very, very pot- uh, potent uh, Vikings offense. Uh, Kirk Cousins only completed 12 passes. Um, I get like, they didn't like Dalvin Cook did okay. He had 11 carries, 72 yards. But I mean, Justin Jefferson limited to three catches for 33 yards. Thielen had two for 25. TJ Hawkins had a five for 34. They really did shut down this uh, Vikings offense pretty much. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, really good performance by the Cowboys. They're kind of hitting their stride right now. Justin Jefferson, number one receiver in the league. Three receptions, 33 yards. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, the offense just couldn't get the ball going. Like, the, the Cowboys defense was great. Micah Parsons was crazy coming out the gate. Like, this is a game where, like, the Cowboys came out to prove something. I think that that Packers loss kind of stung, and they and they showed it this game. They just showed the guy, like, put some respect on our name. So, I mean, they just came out and utterly dominated on both ends. I mean, all, all three sides of the field, uh, offense, defense, and special teams. Like, yeah, I mean, the Vikings just couldn't get anything going. And, like, I don't know. Uh, this is – okay, so, I don't know. I saw this on Twitter. They were arguing that this is prime time. So, like, we decided that prime time was Monday, Sunday, and Thursday night. But then they expanded it to, like, 425 CBS is prime time. So, like, that's the game that's on, like, the national TV. So, they're saying whatever game is on. I guess. So, okay. <laughs> so, that's, like, I guess five slots then. Thursday, Sunday, Monday night football. And then your 1 o'clock CBS slot, whatever, Fox slot. And then the 4 o'clock slot. So, basically, he has to not be playing or, like, it's, a, it's like, a, the general public is watching him. That's kind of like the, the notion with him. So, I mean, we'll see yeah. on Thursday when he plays the Patriots. The Patriots, the Patriots have been preparing for the Vikings for three weeks, apparently. They just didn't care about the Jets. <laughs> so, I mean, so we'll see what happens then. So, I mean, according to all the logic we have, prime time, I guess, Thursday night football, Thanksgiving football, and Bill Belichick, a great coach, and they've been planning for three weeks. So, I mean, we're expecting a Patriots win. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I mean, this is... It's a good game for the Cowboys. They're like, uh, I guess they'll be. I mean, they still have a chance to win this division. I mean, they're still gonna play the Eagles one more time if they can win that game. Like, I mean, I don't think they're pretty. I don't think they're out of it for the division race. But like, if they can snag like, and it just sucks because like I just feel like them getting a five seed is just so unfair. Having to go into Tampa Bay, you're playing probably gonna play like a Tampa Bay team who's like seven and ten. You know, and you probably are like ten wins on the season, you know. So I mean, that's kind of sucks. So, yeah. So I, I mean, it does. But I mean, they should beat that team. Like honestly, I, obviously, it could go either way. But like, I don't know. I don't think this match. I don't think this matchup can happen again in the playoffs. Because I think the Vikings probably hold on to the two seed. You know, I, I don't think the Cowboys fall down to the seven seed. So I don't think we're gonna see this matchup again. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think next time we see this matchup, like it'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, I mean, this is this is like probably the most boring game of the year in the sense of like blowout wise. But yeah, Tony Pollard had some crazy plays on the receiving end, like you said, and like yeah, like Zeke just cashes in in the end zone. But they have a big test coming up against the oh yeah, it's the Giants. Okay, all right, all right that's that's gonna be good. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that'll be good. Classic game on uh, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, let's go on to the Bengals Steelers. I mean. The Bengals came away with a win in this one. I don't know. I think the cl- like the score was closer than the game actually felt. I felt like the Bengals were like in control most of the time. Um, I mean, their offense was on fire. Uh, like Joe Burrow at twenty four for thirty nine. He had three hundred fifty five yards, four touchdowns, two picks. Um, but I don't know. That stat line is like a bit misleading because if you saw like the one pick 
that uh that uh what's this that uh tj watt made it was like actually insane like nine times out of ten to any other player like that shouldn't be a pick like even joe burrow was just like utterly flustered he's like dude like what do you even want me to do like he was just like so shocked that that was actually an interception um because he did that thing where he just like jumps up and instead of batting the ball down he just caught it which is actually insane he, he's been doing that way too often but like I don't know. He he's insane, man. He might be like one of the he like probably deserves defensive player of the year. I don't know if he'll get it because he missed so much of the season. Um but yeah, I mean offensively, like they didn't really get a lot um rushing the ball with Joe Mixon, even though they had in the past couple games. Um they're kind of mixing but they got a lot in the passing game. Uh like T. Higgins pretty much got whatever he wanted against his defense. He had nine catches, 148 yards. They got Samaji Piran, the backup running back, involved a lot in the running game. He had like three touchdowns uh, receiving. Um, they didn't really need Tyler Boyd uh, or any of the other people to do that much work. It was pretty much just T. Higgins and then like Samaji Piran would finish it off once they got to the red zone. Um, but yeah, I mean, their offense really came through. Uh, on the Steelers' side, I mean, they did put up 30 uh, points. They finally got Najee Harris going. He had 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. He looked pretty good in this game before. I thought he was like one of the most washed players after his rookie year, which makes no sense. Um, George Pickens was actually great in this game. He made a couple of insane catches. But again, like I think for the Steelers, like this is more, I don't like, they have like some talent on offense that's young, like with Pickett, Har uh, Najee Harris, and uh, George Pickens. And, and I think Fyre Deontay Mute. Johnson is on his way out. But... And Firemuth, I would say too. Like, oh yeah, Firemuth is pretty good. But I, I don't see, like, I don't think their offense is enough to translate this to wins, if that makes sense. Uh, I mean, I like what I saw yeah. out of Kenny Pickett. I think this is a good game from him. I just don't know if he lasts that quarterback for a couple years. But, like, it's a, it's a good sign. I, 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 was, I was able to say Pickett to Pickens again. That was fun for a touchdown. So that was fun watching it. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, they could draft a quarterback, but I don't know what's the point. Like, then it's like, why did you like, draft Kenny Pickett then, you know? Yeah, <laughs> especially so high. So, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I agree when you say the um like the game was close. I mean, the game wasn't as close as the score indicated because like that's what it felt like to me. But I mean, I, I mean because they, they did have a lead. They're up twenty seventeen in the middle of the third, and I I guess like they're and then they're, they're it was twenty four twenty three in the middle of the third and twenty seven twenty three, and then they just went up thirty four twenty three, right? So I mean, I, I feel like it was, they're still kind of like in it in a sense if they like one thing went their way, if they got a pick here and there, they weren't like too far away. So I felt like. It was a, it was a, it was an accurate score for what the game felt like. Like it wasn't like a blow off on the Bengals side. The Steelers were like playing hard and like making plays. But I mean, this is impressive, like you said, on the Bengals side because they played like what, sh what should be a very good defense and like a tough environment to play. And like they come out with a good win without Jamar. You know, they're able to get the passing game going. Like it did. It didn't seem like like the, the Steelers front seven bothered them at all. You know, they're able to get what they want. Maybe on the running side, but at least like like Joe Burrow was well protected back there. Only two sacks. Like he was able to see. And get passes through, so that was a good encouraging sign for them, you know. So I, I mean, yeah. this is why, like, I mean, we both picked them to make the playoffs from like here on out. So they should make it. And if you score like thirty-seven points with your quarterback still throwing two picks against like a good defense, that's insane, bro. <laughs> like, but but remember the first game of the year, didn't he throw like three picks and they only lost like by a field goal? And that's only because Evan McPherson yeah, missed. What yeah, I don't get how they put up this many points when he still throws like two or three picks. That makes no sense. I, I, they only do this with the Steelers. I don't know. Tell me, uh, yeah. like Joe Burrow could play as bad as he wants. With their it. their offense is just hella big plays, man. Yeah. Like, like if you're getting like 16 yards per catch from like T Higgins, on like that that makes sense why you can score so easily. <laughs> like it's two plays to T Higgins, he'll get you to the field goal range already, bang. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty interesting game. Yeah, we'll see how it goes with the Bengals. Uh, they'll have like some important games coming up soon for them. I still don't like how uh, the Steelers, they don't put like their logo on the end zone. Just a blank end zone. Kind of wild. Yeah, that is kind of weird. It, it yeah, just describes really Pittsburgh as a city. It's just so gloomy and boring and dead. Uh. <laughs> yeah, let's go on to the Chiefs and Chargers. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I say the same thing with the Chargers like every single week. Like again, this is a game that they should have won. Uh, like they really should. Like it felt like they're gonna win this game, but then they just end up losing the game. Um, I mean, they're the one. Like they they had like a pretty nice like uh like they they came out pretty strong with that like Joshua Palmer fifty yard pass, um, touchdown from Justin Herbert obviously. Uh, and, and then like after that, like the Chiefs did answer, and then it was kind of back and forth, back and forth. Um, but I don't know. Like you would ha- you would think that like oh if it's a close game at home against the Chargers. Uh, against the Chiefs and they're going back and forth you would assume that they would win the game but I mean uh, again like Travis Kelsey comes through clutch the Chiefs scored a touchdown with 31 seconds left um after that like I I don't know it just seems like the Chargers didn't have any hope on that last drive um yeah I mean it's pretty disappointing for them but just because of like all the talent on their team they're still like five and five uh so like they'll still have a chance at wild card sadly it doesn't feel like they deserve it, man. But like, I, I they'll still get there probably. Uh, they have games against the Cardinals. Who who knows if Kyler Murray is playing? They still have the Raiders. They still have the Colts on their schedule. Um, they have the Rams. They still have the Broncos. They should make the playoffs, but I don't think they deserve it, in my opinion. <laughs> I feel like every Chiefs Chargers game is the same. Like Chargers have the lead late, yeah, and then Chiefs come back. It's always Travis Kelsey at the end just beating them. Like it's, yeah, it's always yeah. a 2017, 27, 24, 24, 21, 30, 27. It's always a game that wins by a field goal. Something is they're all the same game. And uh, I mean, I see, I've been saying this all year. Like last year, Brandon Staley was very aggressive with going for a fourth down. Something must have happened in the offseason where they're like, all right, yo, like chill out. You'd be going for it too many times. So now he just doesn't go for it. Again, the, okay, that's fine. You don't have to go for it as much. But against the Chiefs, you go for it. at the Right before yeah. the end of the half, Fourth and two at Kansas City three yard line. Don't take the field goal. Do not take the field goal. Go for it. Yeah, that's ad. that's really bad. If, if it's 17-13 and because you didn't get a touchdown, that's so much better of a play than going into halftime settling for a field goal. Because now if you're up 24-13 and you get the ball back in the second half, it's a totally different game. You're putting pressure on the Chiefs. Obviously, we know the Chiefs can come back from like leads, it doesn't matter. But like you have a pretty decent like offense where you can like continue putting pressure on them. So then you get 20 points at the first half and then you can't score until until like back to back fumbles and then you finally get something going in the end of the fourth quarter you know so i feel like you have to go for it there so i don't like how he wasn't aggressive then i don't know what happened to him like i don't know how much pressure he's getting from the front office but yeah i mean the chiefs just showed why like i mean bro like they're so good bro like it's insane travis calls you another three touchdown game uh, Isaiah Pacheco went off like you, um, like, like, like you were saying last week. Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is pretty much out of, out of the offense. I feel bad for him, but maybe the Colts can take a chance on him. <laughs> Please no, man. I <laughs> mean, um, but but, but uh, even the way Pacheco runs, he just looks like he wants to get somewhere. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is definitely on his way out, man. His usage is way too low now. I, I feel like Clyde just runs because he's told to run. I don't feel like Pacheco runs because he's trying to get somewhere. Like that's the kind of difference. Yeah, between. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so true. I mean, um, Keenan Allen finally came back. He looked all right. Uh, Herbert was going to Joshua Palmer a lot. He had two touchdowns. 
But I mean, I don't know. You can't really say this game like all oh, because I think like the last couple of games, like oh yeah, they had injuries here and there, blah blah blah. But I think like, they had pretty much good at, at every front. You know, this is a game that you have to win. In uh, it's the games in LA. This is a game you have to prove to win. And like you're saying, this is charges. They do this every 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 season. They win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. So, you know, so now they lost back to back after after being up after being five and three. They lost back to back at the Niners and Chiefs. So they have to win these next two, or like they're out of it. Like you said, they it's a pretty it's an all right schedule, but this this has got to be the year. This has got to be the year you like have to make the playoffs. Yeah, if you don't, then it's like hell. I don't. Know. <laughs> um, and, and what's crazy? The yeah, Chiefs, and we can. Now I'm saying this is crazy. The Chiefs still have a still probably going to be the one seed because even when the Bills beat the Chiefs, we're like, okay, yeah, this is the game that that gives the one seed to that team to the Bills, and then now the Chiefs are eight and two, and the Bills aren't even the two seed. You know, so it's crazy. Yeah, it's like insane. the Chiefs actually might be the one seed again. They just always find a way. So we'll see how they are playoff time. But they're, 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 they're... it's gonna always be Buffalo at Kansas City, man. No matter what happens, this always is... ends up all the roads go down that path. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm gonna reiterate again. This is the why I get mad with the, them trading Tyreek Hill. Like you have a dynasty in your hands. They still might be a dynasty even without Tyreek Hill, but you just have... yeah. This year would have been so they would have been Super Bowl favorites, bro. If they had Tyreek Hill, I mean, I think they it should be now. Like I don't see why who's gonna take them over that after the eight and two. I, I still don't. See yeah, anything. I agree. Like, that team is filthy, especially man. if the Bills have to go through KC. Nah, like I think the I think the Bills' best shot of winning the playoffs this year was having a game in Buffalo. But now having to go through Casey again. It looked like they were going to have that uh, for sure. Yeah. So, again, I mean, this is very impressive. They do this year after year. So, yeah, it's insane. Um, Yeah, let's go to the last game of this week. Again, on a pretty boring one. Um, The 49ers play the Cardinals without uh, Call of Duty, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure he actually hasn't played a game since the new Call of Duty came out, which is actually pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, who knows when he'll come back, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was pretty good in this one. He has 20 for 29, 228 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, he did his job, but like just throwing four touchdowns in a game is like pretty good for someone who's like considered a game manager. Um, they didn't really have to run the ball that much. Elijah Mitchell had nine for 59. Christian McCaffrey had seven for 39. They just had so much success, like, uh, just passing the ball, right? Like George Kittle had four for 84. Christian McCaffrey had seven for 67, uh, on receiving, Debo Samuel at 7 for 57. Brandon Ayuk only had 2 for 20, but he had two touchdowns in both of those catches. Um, for the Cardinals, I mean, they weren't winning with Kyler Murray. I don't think they have, like, any chance to really win with Colt McCoy. Their team is just not that good offensively, even with Kyler Murray. Um, DeAndre Hopkins will still get his. Greg Dorch has actually been pretty good for them. Uh, they lost Zach Ertz, who's a big piece of their offense, and now they have Trey McBride, I guess. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't see this team going anywhere without Kyler Murray. I think they're just like an average team, and they have like a their schedule coming up is like decently is like decent. I guess they have the Chargers, Patriots, uh, Bucks, Falcons, Forty Nine. It's actually pretty hard, actually. I think only the only the Broncos is like the easy matchup they have left, and even then, it's like a pretty dark, rough defense to go against. So I don't know, man. My division pick for the NFC West: Forty Niners coming through right now. Listen, they look good. They're tied. They're tied with the Seahawks. The only thing they have is a tiebreaker. So that Niners Seahawks game is going to be a big one, you know. So I, yeah, so that's going to be where everything's decided. But I mean, like, I th- and the the Niners have a hard schedule though, man. They have like Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, even before they get to the Seahawks. Yeah. So don't they, don't disrespect. then it cools down the last three don't games. Don't disrespect the Seahawks. They they have been struggling because they have to travel across the whole damn world and through space and through J- Jupiter just to get to Germany. 
So just just like relax on them. They they won't be good. But on the uh, on the Niners side, yeah, I mean I mean they're such a good defense. You know they've been great on defense. I think like uh, Jimmy G did a good job uh, game managing and everything. But I mean uh, this is a game in Mexico City, so I mean it felt like it was more Niners fans, which is actually surprising to me because I thought like. I don't know. Arizona's closer to Mexico. I thought you get more Cardinals fans, but I guess the they... 49ers just have more fans across the world overall. Man. Oh, really? It's just a, like it's a fun name to say. Yeah, Oscar Cleaver. Yeah. Oscar Cleaver shout out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's, it's kind of funny because they, they posted a stat about uh, Cliff Kingsbury and they're showing even him in Texas Tech and him in Arizona. He starts off very good, like up until week eight. Like his, his win percentage was like 700 in the first eight weeks of the season in both in, co- in college and in NFL. So this is the first time where it's like the opposite. He started off bad like to begin the year, and so I mean, I, I doubt they're gonna change things around, turn things around. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are pretty much entering that territory of like there's no point talking to them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they have a tough schedule. They're not gonna go anywhere. Uh, this is a game like like you said, this is just bad vibes for this team. So this bad vibes just continued. Like there's just no pulse of this team. You know, like I feel bad for Colt McCoy, honestly. So I mean, so if you're the Colts. You take a chance on Colt McCoy? No. <laughs> All right, it's the last game I'm going to do this for. Derek Carr <laughs> is like the leader of that group, man. Derek Carr. I would take Derek Carr. What about Call of Duty Boy? Yeah, hell yeah. I would take Kyler Murray. Okay. All right. He, he'd actually be pretty good at it. The offensive line can't block good. He can run. <laughs> it's actually, that's actually perfect. All right. But you only have, he's only going to play for you for the first six weeks and then you lose him. Why? Because Call of Duty yeah, comes out? Yeah, the game comes out. So what do you do? Because it comes out every year, right? Uh, maybe they don't sell it in Indianapolis, man. <laughs> you have to lock him up in the basement. <laughs> don't let him... <laughs> I, think, I think if the Colts take a chance at him, you cannot let him leave Lucas Oil Stadium. Like, just give him food there. Like, have him live there. Give him give him whatever he needs to just live in that stadium. Nah. He can't leave. Maybe Quentin Nelson or, like, some shit would scare him into not playing Call of Duty. That's what he needs. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a... some big ass like lineman be like, yo, the fuck you doing? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a good win for the Niners. So, I mean, like we said, it's going to come down to the Niners and Seahawks for that uh, spot. But I think both teams should make the playoffs. But just whoever gets a division is going to make a difference. But, yeah, it's just a very, yeah, yeah, very sure. boring week of football. And I'm glad it's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, thanks for listening to our week 11 uh, recap. Um, we'll be back next week for more. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye.